and I came across a photo that I really loved, but I was like, oh, this photo would be perfect if I didn't have cellulite all over my ass. And then my next thought was like, screw it, I'm just going to post it and see what happens. Like either either people are going to say, you know, I'm going to get no comments and people are going to unfollow me or um, it's going to inspire a couple of people. So I thought, yeah, cool, I'll just post it. And the response was like insane. Hi guys, it's us, Beauty Boss the podcast about all things beauty and beyond. As usual, I'm Jackie from the team at Girlfriend and right beside me is the adorable Alana. Howdy partner. This week we're chatting to superstar Amy Shepard where she chats about her music, opens up about bullying and how she's learnt to embrace her inner beauty. I am so excited about this one Alana, she is so incredible. And, of course, every week, grails, fails. I was there this week for yours, Alana. You were. I know you have a holy grail that you love this week, as do I. Coffee, 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 coffee. Everybody loves it. (laughs) Can't have it. Need more. (laughs) But enough about us. Let's talk to the amazing Amy. Today we are chatting with singer-songwriter, fashion and makeup-loving, blue-haired babe Amy Shepard, member of the band Shepard. She started the body-positive movement Kiss My Fat Ass and was even a mermaid once. Amy is the coolest smurfette we know, so welcome to the podcast, Amy Shepard. <laughs> Hello, what an intro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Loved you it. so much for chatting with us today, Amy. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat with you guys. Amazing. Well, I mean, you've done some pretty amazing things and not only do you sing and you write for Shepherd, is it crazy to hear yourself on the radio? <laughs> yeah, I still, when I hear it on the radio, I still get really excited and blast it. <laughs> <laughs> although, <laughs> just because it's exciting, but although if it comes up on my iPod or whatever, I just hit next, you know, I don't <laughs> listen to my own music all the time. <laughs> We know you have a secret Spotify playlist with them all. You don't have to lie to us. It's okay. We're friends. You're just creating your own soundtrack to your life. Yeah, totally, totally. How did you guys all decide to, you know, start a band? Um, Well, I have been writing music since I was about 12 years old. Mm. So it has always been a big passion of mine. I've just, I've been really lucky to know what my purpose in life is and what I've wanted to do. Um, So... Yeah, I, I think it was about like after school, I went on to study music um, and I did a music diploma. And one of my assignments was to write a song and produce it and then sort of present an EP to the class. Yeah. And uh, of course, I left it to the last minute. <laughs> and I was kind of freaking out because I was just doing this all, yeah, very last minute and it just sounded like so lackluster. And I thought I was going to fail. Um, my brother George was actually trying to be an actor in Sydney who was going through acting school and he was visiting uh, for some reason and I knew that he had just done a one of his um, I guess courses or one of the um, semesters was actually on like musical theatre so I went and saw one of his shows and I was like wow like he can sing that's shocking (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah so I was like can you just like sing on my track and do some harmonies and like do you have any ideas and yeah he had all these ideas our voices worked really well together and I ended up doing really well on the assignment so um yeah since then we've just been writing together and we got some studio time and then we got some shows and it just sort of built and kept snowballing and um eight years later here we are (laughs) I mean, <laughs> siblings can be the best, but absolute yeah. worst at times. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Do you yeah. enjoy working so closely with them? 
Yeah, look, at the end of the day, you can't trust anyone like you can trust your family. Um, I know that they're not going to turn around and stab me in the back. And um, (laughs) if I have a problem with them, I can just say it outright. And yeah, they might be pissed off at me for like 10 minutes, but then, you know, Emma's going to be needing the shoes that I have in my cupboard or something. (laughs) Yes. So we're not walking on eggshells and it's like a really honest relationship and we do get along really well. And do you find that that can help with the musical process? Like because you can be so brutally honest mm. if you don't like some lyrics or a melody, it's exactly. like, no, nah, scrap it, totally. start again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, completely. It helps um, a lot. I think um, I noticed it like because Jay, who's the third songwriter in the band, it's George, Jay and I that write. Um, I'm always more careful to um, <laughs> to criticise any of his ideas than I am to criticise George's. I'm not sure if that's a great way to – it's just coming naturally for me to be like, no, George, like, no, that's not cool. <laughs> um, but it's, it works both ways. So um, it is great because we can just be brutally honest with each other and there's no hard feelings. We've, you know, we've worked out – how to work with each other and I think um, it's just made us a stronger team yeah definitely I mean without a doubt I guess at least once a week someone in our office references the Spice Girls because well girl power basically yeah totally Um, and we actually have the same fave girl Jerry was she an inspiration for you in your music (laughs) career oh my god (laughs) Jerry was the coolest (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about her, like, musical talent, but yeah. <laughs> um, I just loved <laughs> I loved Jerry's attitude and how strong she was. She was so carefree, and I just loved that about her. Um, I was always quite a shy kid, and mm. I just remember watching the Spice Girls movie and some of their documentaries, and I was just like, she's the cool one. Like, I want to be more like So cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like every band should make a Spice Girls movie like they did with the, with um, the aliens and stuff. Yeah. Oh, Best movie yeah, ever. Have you seen that? Have you seen that movie recently? Like, it's really weird. Yeah, I watched it a couple of years ago and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I know. I know. It's so strange that that was a good idea. I still love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was great. Uh, <laughs> over the years, um, you often mentioned that you're actually a qualified makeup artist. Um, you know, mm. you, you said that you trained as a backup in, in case your music career didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. what, what's your favourite look that you can do? Oh, um, look, I, I was a makeup artist back when dark smoky eye was the only thing that people would ask for (laughs) so I'm really good at at smoky eye but um these days I really love just um like a soft natural bronze look like you know um uh what's her name oh her name slips me now um (laughs) yeah like just really really bronzed um I still like a bit of smokiness but I'd use yeah. a brown now instead of a black <laughs> oh Lara Bingle back ah, in the day was just yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah very glowy Lara very bronze yeah. so yeah. what made you decide that you wanted to become a makeup artist as your backup um I think it was just another way for me to be creative just another creative outlet um I just love creating different looks and it's still a big part of my life. Obviously being on stage, I get to just do look however I want, which is really nice. Um, and just the way that you could sort of, um, make people, I don't know, happy just by, um, yeah, change, you know, changing just something small, like filling in their eyebrows. I'll be like so happy just because they've never filled in their eyebrows. Yeah. Before. Um, then, 
small things like that can really make someone's day. Definitely. And you've been involved in so many different projects over the years Mm. and you've even partnered with um, Project Mermaid, which promotes ocean and beach health. What made you sort of decide to be one of their mermaids? Apart from having the blue hair, of course, you totally fit Um, the mermaid vibe. (laughs) Yeah, they actually reached out to me because she works from, uh, Angelina, her name is, and she works from LA and I was there with George and Jay doing some songwriting Mm. and she saw that I was in town and she was like, you'd be a perfect mermaid. Um, She was right. The further I looked looked into it, the more I realized, oh, there was like a deeper meaning to it with the whole ocean conservation. Mm. Um, Yeah, so of course it was a no-brainer to be a part of it. And um, yeah, I think they – I'm not sure if the coffee – their whole aim is to have like an art show and then a coffee table book Mm. um, to sell to, um, I guess, raise awareness for – ocean conservation and they also go out and do big cleanups of the ocean so they'll go on a big like barge and just mm. clean up a bunch of the ocean every now and then so it's a really cool cause and I'm, I've been a part of it twice now so Amazing. yeah if, if you're looking for something cool it's on Instagram and yeah, they have well, a website. Being a mermaid is pretty cool. <laughs> I know it's actually so funny. Like the the tail was so heavy. It's really, like this latex. Yeah, and you can actually swim in it. So your feet like clip into the bottom of it, um, as if you're actually wearing flippers or something. Yeah. And um, it's really easy to swim in, but you have to get people to actually like lift you up out of the pool. <laughs> it's so, so heavy. So it was quite a little bit embarrassing having like because um, the first time I shot with them, it was in a pool, and I just had so many people like onlookers watching me while it. <laughs> I had to, like, get craned out of the pool. <laughs> what is this uh, weird person doing? He's flapping about in the tail. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But, um, <laughs> you know, if you um, really look into what it's for, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, definitely. It's it's such a good cause. Have you grown mm. up on the beach? Like, was that a big sort of push for you to join it as well? Yeah, definitely. So I grew up in Papua New Guinea and every, like, every weekend we're out um, – on the islands and um, it's so pristine there and you don't really notice how bad the, um, the problem is. Mm. Um, the more you read about it, the more, you know, I think especially in the last couple of maybe this year and last year, like everyone's becoming more and more aware of the impact that we're all having on the ocean. And I definitely want to be enjoying the ocean for many years to come. And um, it's sad to think that, you know, all the reefs are getting ruined and these yeah. animals are suffering and you know, our children might not be able to enjoy what we have enjoyed over the years. So, yeah, it is a, a really important um, yeah. cause yeah, to me. Yeah, of uh. course. I mean, I, I guess we really want to chat more about your hair as well. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I think it mainly comes from pure and very deep, deep envy. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to dive into coloured hair. It's so yeah. funky. It's so cool. But when you first dyed yours, did you think it was just mm. going to be a one-off crazy thing? Yeah. So it was like maybe seven years ago. So we'd been doing the band seriously for about a year. Mm. And um, I started off with this like beautiful long brown hair. Um, <laughs> I did have really nice brown thick hair. Um <laughs> And then I just wanted to change. So I decided that I was going to go blonde. Um, Wild. And, <laughs> oh, crazy. Um, and I made a terrible blonde. I was like, what have I done? I've ruined my hair for nothing. Um, and, sorry, I'm just getting a call. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went blonde and then um, 
I really didn't like it. So I just had all these crazy colors. I was like, well, before I go back brown, I'm going to try out some of these colors because mm. um, I think the pastel pink was like a massive trend. And um, yeah, I really wanted to do that. And I did go pink for like two seconds and then um, <laughs> it all washed out and my next color was blue. I did blue for a festival yeah. and everyone was just like complimenting me and saying how much they loved my hair. And I was like, yeah, actually, like I really love it too. And um, yeah, it's just been I just haven't washed it out yet. Stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Seven years later. So what would be your best tip for maintaining coloured hair? I mean, it's obviously Ooh, not yeah. as easy as luscious brown hair. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Um, I guess just definitely make the effort to maintain it because as soon as you <laughs> get lazy with blue hair, it looks terrible. Uh, it turns yellow and um, looks like you've been in the pool too long. So, um, yeah, I definitely tone it every two weeks. I put um, blue in my conditioner as well just to prolong that um, blue freshness. <laughs> Is that a handy little and, tip? <laughs> yeah, that's a little handy tip. Um, but, yeah, I think just – really take care of your hair as well. I use um, Olaplex and I use a lot of um, NAC hair products because they've oh, got yeah. all the heat protection in the actual products, which I love. I mean, have you ever thought about going a different colour? Is that wild? Or can I ask that? <laughs> oh, Is it a secret? Yeah, I have definitely. For a minute there, I really wanted to go like fluoro yellow, you know, that like highlighter colour. Yes. Um, yeah, so <laughs> especially when I had like short a short bob because I thought it'd be a little bit easier to maintain. Um, but, yeah, I just couldn't bring myself to change the blue because I'd have to like dye, uh, bleach my hair again, bleach wash it, and it would caused quite a lot of damage and um I just wasn't sure if my followers were ready for the change and if I if my hair was um damaged I might have to go brown you know what I mean so there's a huge risk to change it so I think I'll just um stick with the blue and just maybe change like the tips every now and then (laughs) a little dip dye (laughs) yeah that's it (laughs) so let's discuss kiss my fat ass so with thousands of hashtags you've encouraged women all over the world to embrace their bodies um what made you start this movement um it actually wasn't an intentional movement um I had just I had done a couple of posts sort of alluding to body positivity Mm. um but I never went really went all out and just posted a photo of what my body actually looks like um I just got sick of pretending or hiding and making sure I was always posing right and tensing and you know one leg out and you know all that crap you know it's just it's so unnatural and the whole Instagram culture just really annoys me and um I was actually out of content one day and I was just like oh my god like the algorithm's gonna punish me (laughs) um and I came across a photo that I really loved but I was like oh this photo would be perfect if I didn't have cellulite all over my ass and then my next thought was like screw it I'm just gonna post it and see what happens like either either people are gonna say you know I'm gonna get no comments and people are gonna unfollow me or um it's gonna inspire a couple of people so I thought yeah cool I'll just post it and the response was like insane um it sort of went semi-viral and um I was just blown away with the amount of women and men just saying thank you for posting this because we're sick of seeing the fake you know Instagram models up there and um I have many girls just really appreciative that I'd 
done it. So yeah, that's really my driving force behind these photos. I just daily I'm getting messages of people who have, you know, recovering from eating disorders or who are going through eating disorders Mm. or just, you know, moms and men. I've had a few, um, yeah, like gay men message me saying, you know, it's, it's really hard in our culture as well where, you know, no one's really exempt to these body image issues and struggles that are going around at the moment yeah exactly. and have been for a long time do you think but i do think that um we all have the power to change that you know before it was all magazines and everyone you know was reading magazines and we don't really have a much power over that because it's such an controlled environment but now instagram is the new magazine and we all have the power to you know change the way that um, women's bodies and everybody is perceived. So I'm going to be a part of the change, not the problem. And did you find that a lot of the photos that you've posted after you've decided to stop filtering and editing them and posing Mm -hmm. and tensing, a lot of the things that you find stick out to you, like stretch marks or cellulite, people don't even notice in the first place? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) Like things that you would spend hours, weeks just hung up on and being like, I can't post this, you can see a stretch mark on my butt. Literally no one notices it except for you. I know. And like the more, the more I post, the more I realize, oh, like it's actually not that bad or as bad as, you know, I've just, the more you think about it, the bigger the problem gets. Exactly. It's just like everyone has insecurities and um, perceived flaws. And at the end of the day, if we all have them, then like, why are we trying to hide it? I just don't get it. Why are we pretending that we're these perfect people when what makes us different makes us unique and beautiful and interesting so true I mean I guess they're not really flaws if we all no, have them they're kind of they're just the norm. what we have exactly <laughs> exactly um especially cellulite like I just don't understand why we have to pretend that we don't have it and like is it something that we should be ashamed of like I don't think it is because it doesn't have anything to do with like how healthy you are how much you exercise and it's not like a buildup of toxins. <laughs> like there's many myths around cellulite and um, it's just something that people have. And I just don't think that it's something to be ashamed of. Yeah, definitely. And and you've also been quite open in, in interviews over the past. When you were younger, you mentioned that you were bullied because of your weight. Mm-hmm. Have you received any comments from bullies since you've started this? Um, a few negative comments, but, you know, what I say to those people is, just I don't expect everyone to gain value from my posts and if you don't it's not prison just unfollow me <laughs> like I'm not holding you hostage saying like my photo I've never <laughs> heard anyone call their own I, Instagram profile prison, prison. before <laughs> welcome to my prison page <laughs> yeah, exactly like you're not you're not forced to like it or make comments so why why are you wasting your time just here? go away <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah it's mainly people just saying that I'm not fat enough or I'm you know it's damaging (laughs) because I'm yeah essentially not in those words exactly but um just saying that because I'm not a large woman I'm talking about body positivity um and I'm not yeah as curvy as they'd like I guess Um, I'm not allowed (laughs) to post about this you know and it seems I don't get it because you can be any shape size and be body positive in my eyes yeah yeah 100% (laughs) it's for everyone (laughs) well we would like to shoot our quick five fire questions if you're ready I'm ready (laughs) if you could only use one beauty product for the rest of your life what would it be 
Eyebrow pencil. Amazing. What <laughs> one word would you use to describe your beauty routine? Um, quick. <laughs> Perfect. That's a lie. That's a total lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, on a day day to day basis, I am pretty lazy when it comes to makeup. But yeah, stage is a different. Well, we different appreciate story. your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> what about your biggest beauty fail? Oh, oh my gosh, beauty fail. Probably all the fake tan over the years, like the um, orange fake tans and the tan in a can. Yeah, yeah we've all sure. been there. Don't feel ashamed. It's okay. It's a team bonding experience. <laughs> the orange hands. Oh, God, the orange hands. The knuckles. <laughs> yes. Um, the biggest um, beauty trend that you've never mastered. Oh, um, I still struggle with winged eyeliner on myself. It's just like, yep. oh. We um, all do. And I, <laughs> yeah, I used to be really good at it, but I, I noticed like I just the less you do it, the you know you lose the skills. So um, mm. oh, I got to get practicing again. I guess. <laughs> and when do you feel most beautiful? Oh, see, this has changed for me recently. Mm. I used to feel most beautiful when I was all dolled up, um, when yeah. my fake tan was perfect, and I shaved my legs, and everything was aligned. Mm-hmm. But um, now I feel most beautiful when I'm just, you know, in my bikini on a beach feeling comfortable. And, yeah, I have really wonderful people around me. Obviously, I've got a partner, Lockie, and he's constantly saying how much he loves me and my body. And, yeah, so when he says something like that or um, I guess when I look into the mirror and I really feel beautiful um, and I believe myself, yeah, I guess that's when I feel most beautiful. Oh, lovely. (laughs) (laughs) And now I have to swoop in with our absolute final question for the day. Mm -hmm. If you could give your 16-year-old self one piece of advice, what would you say? Uh, I would just say authenticity is key. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just really struggled with who I was um, and I would always just pretend to be someone else or like pretend to be cooler than I was and um, (laughs) – I actually like the goofy person that I am, and I think that has taken me really far over the years. So um, I wish I had embraced that sooner. That's such some incredible advice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for chatting with us today, Amy. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, girls. Amy was absolutely adorable. I can't believe we could only play like 20 minutes of it. There's so much more that we got to talk about. So if you want to hear more about yes. it, please do email us at beautyboss at pacificmax.com.au yeah. or slide into our DMs on Instagram so we can spill all of the juicy deets from our chat with Amy. Of course, if you think that we didn't ask the right question, let us know what you want to know about Amy. I need to go home and dye my hair now. It's going to happen. You'll see me tomorrow. I'm like blue, luscious locks. I'm going to get extensions so that it's down to my butt so I can be more mermaidy. You know, short hair doesn't Feeling matter. It, vibing it. I can Love get it. the extensions. It's happening. <laughs> Try and stop me. No one will be able to stop you. But <sighs> hit me. Grails. Grail this week. Yep. I'm obsessed. Again, expensive product that you don't need, <laughs> but you do need it because this Shock one's fire. actually like an affordable splurge. You've just said expensive and then affordable in the same sentence. You know what? Sometimes you have to treat yourself, Jackie, (laughs) and this one's not that expensive. At least you'll still be able to buy lunch, okay? What is it? It is the Charlotte Tilbury Hollywood Lips, liquid lipstick, but it's the gift set that they do. So it has two shades, one called Showgirl and one called Too Bad I'm Bad, which is my favourite. (laughs) And they're both liquid. Both liquid, but it's like a moussey 
liquid lip, but they're like mini sizes. But yeah. my problem is I always lose lipsticks before I can finish them. <laughs> so at least these ones are little. So I should finish it before I lose it. Or because they're smaller, you'll be lose more them easily. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't lost it yet. It's been like three months that I've had them and I haven't lost them. Good record. But How much? $34.60. What? At Netaporter. No. Mm-hmm. Don't believe you. It's true. Google it. <laughs> Look it up for yourself, Jackie. So, you know, it's like it's not a cheap thing given that, like, they're two minis. But that's it. That's how much the Mac minis are at Mecca. And for Charlotte Tilbury, like, you're getting mm. a really high-quality product. It's like a gold package and it's, like, real Pretty. fancy. And you're like, mm, look at me with my Charlotte Tilbury lipstick. I'll let this one slide. <laughs> what is yours this week, Jackie? Mine is the complete opposite end of your affordable, apparently. <laughs> I actually stole this one from my mum, Soz, oh. not Soz. So, I know I've been talking to you guys a lot about my Renault's hashtag disaster. So, I've been staying at my parents' house and I completely forgot my makeup bag. So, I went into mum's cupboard and was looking for any sort of mask to fix my face situation. And I came across this coffee cream face mask by Naked Bean, I think it is. I googled it, Priceline, $12.95. So, amazing. Put it on, life-changing. I cannot believe it. Like, I love coffee in the morning, but I wouldn't go around saying, you know, I'm coffee obsessed. It was had a slight coffee scent. It was mixed with berries. It was like a, um, like a mud mask. Oh, my gosh. Changed my life. And then I put it in my bag, and now mum doesn't have one. So is it a morning mask, or is it a, like, is it a clay mask, or is it hydrating? Like, what kind of vibe are we talking here? Clay mask. Um, it was moisturising though because when when I washed it off it did sort of have like leave me with a nice glow and I didn't feel like I needed to you know pack on the moisturiser afterwards to like soak in Mm. I just I have nothing wrong like I can't fault it I am lost for words what a discovery can I steal it (laughs) no so fail (laughs) fail Alana share you were there last week. I was. Jackie and I were sitting down for lunch, you know, just having a good old chit-chat, mm-hmm. enjoying lives, you know, talking about what we had for lunch. It was a really nice time. And then Jackie looked at me and went, what Excuse you your hair this week? There is something different. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I don't know, like the colour looks different. <laughs> I went to the bathroom. I had not brushed out my dry shampoo properly. I had grey nana hair. <laughs> Let me describe it. There was something funky in your scalp. I was being nice to you. It was weird. And I feel bad that I didn't point it out in the morning when I saw you. So she's basically saying, I caught a bus and a train through Sydney during peak hour, sat at my desk all day and then ended up at lunch with Nana hair. Nobody told me. So please remember, either buy an appropriately toned shampoo, Batiste has a good dry one, that's the dark rootiness so you don't get white cast, or brush your hair properly. This is a PSA. Brush your hair post-dry shampoo. Do it or you'll get nana hair. It happens to everyone. Don't feel bad. I'm just upset about it, okay? (laughs) Oh, that's all we have time for today, girlfriends. But please make sure you subscribe, review, tell us what you want more of. Slide into our DMs on Instagram, Mm -hmm. like us, comment on everything. You might even find one of our influencers lurking in the comments and you can become best friends with them. Maybe. I don't know. I can't promise that. 
Exactly. Check us out at Beauty Boss Podcast on Instagram. And next episode, we'll be bringing you more Holy Grails, hopefully a less embarrassing fail for me, and another awesome interview. So make sure you tune in. But But until until then, then, don't forget to use your setting spray. Bye. Bye.